What up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. We are now at episode 66 of the podcast. Last week was episode 65 and I had Chuck Reeves on the show. We talked about the new Riders album, Astronomicon. Whole bunch of other shit going down in the underground. First time having Chuck Reeves on the show. We are in 2020, and it is the year of Bizarre Bizarre. And what better way to bring in with the first guest, Chuck Reeves. So if you ain't checked out episode 65 with Chuck, we went for about an hour and a half, talked a lot of good stuff. Definitely look forward to having him back on the show some point in the near future. So shout out to him for joining me on here. And then we got, speaking of Bizarre Bizarre, y'all know the Gathering of the Juggalos 2020 this year is the Bizarre Gathering. And what better way than to celebrate the year, the 20th anniversary of Bizarre Bizarre, than to do it with my homie Mike Sears over there at the Speaky Cloud Podcast to review the Bizarre Bizarre albums. It's going down this Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be reviewing the Bizarre Bizarre albums. I love these albums. I think they're very underrated in ICP's discography. We're going to be breaking down track by track. If you ain't never catched any of our reviews before, we did Esham Closed Casket, not as Wicked Worldwide, Twisted Most Tasteless. Look forward to that. Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern, Speaky Clout, Beneath the Dirt, Bizarre Bizarre Review. It's going the fuck down. Shout out to the homie Mike Sears. That is definitely going to be a dope, dope, fun review to do. Then we got a whole shitload of music that dropped not only this week, but last week that I didn't really get to get to with um, Chuck Reeves. On last week's episode, so I want to cover it this week. We got new music from last week, like I said, a bunch of shit from this week, but I want to touch on this real quick. Riders. Once again, a lot of people upset about the whole Riders thing, upset it twisted, saying they can't come up with their own original ideas, shit like that. This is Riders. Riders don't give a fuck. Riders do whatever they want. They're jacking beats, just like usual. They got a whole bunch of new motherfuckers on here. You got Fofo, Lil Shank, Cell Block, Young Dirt, OG Riders on here. Actually, OG Riders would just be Lil Shank, Fofo, Cell Block. But you got a whole bunch of motherfuckers. I counted like 17, but I know there's like at least 20 on here. There's some voices I don't recognize. But if you're not listening to this album only because you're taking one side of the split or you don't agree with Twisted using Riders, you are missing out on a dope-ass album. I'm not going to dive into it too much. Like I said, we talked about it on last week's episode, but this album is really good. It's just like any Riders album you would expect. It just doesn't have full clip and bullet. This shit go hard. I highly recommend this album. If you ain't heard it, check it out. And if you still don't like it, that's fine. But I think this shit is hard. Better than the last couple Psychopathic Riders that came out. You know, nothing will ever beat Dumpin' and Riding Dirty. 
But this shit, super hard. I highly recommend checking out this album. Get to it if you ain't get to it yet. And then let's get into Strange Music, Staying Busy as Hell. Tech 9 released level 2 of Enter Fear. Four brand new songs from Tech 9 this week. He dropped this past Friday. I haven't heard it. I refuse to listen to any of these EPs. Y'all know that. I want to consume the full album. But Tech 9 dropped four new songs outdone. Leave it on the flow. Funk and smell good. So we got that from Tech 9, Strange Music. Stay pumping out shit. Uh, Mackenzie Nicole also dropped some shit. I don't have a graphic for it. But she dropped something as well. Strange Music is just killing it. Staying busy. And we're going to see a lot of artists doing what they're doing with these EP releases. Dropping every couple months leading up to an album. And not only did we get new tech, but we got new Chris Calico. He dropped a new EP called Forever. Four songs on here. Drunk White Girls. Let You Tell It. Amen. Didn't Need Woes. This is the second EP from Chris Calico in the last couple months. The first one was Immortal. This one's Forever. If you look at the covers, the first letter of each EP is a different color than the rest. I don't know if that's going to be some kind of theme going with an album. This one, you know, these EPs compared to other strange EPs don't have levels, mags, you know, they don't have individual parts. I don't know if these EPs are just going to be standalone. I'm hoping they go towards a Chris Calico album. I haven't listened to any of these songs at all, even from the Immortal EP, um, the Forever EP, which just came out on Friday. Haven't listened to any new Chris Calico, and I've been wanting new Chris Calico since he dropped Go. Go is still, to this day, my favorite strange music release that they've ever put out. Love that album. Shit is super hard. Strange music. Killing it with all these releases. Some might say overkill. Some might say not enough. We live in a fucking... The new digital age where you can't consume enough shit. And not, not being able to consume enough shit. Redman put out three joints. New EP. Three songs. This shit hard. This sounds like classic Redman to me. You know, I'm only really familiar with his first four albums. Five, maybe. Depends on what album Malpractice is. That was the last one I really heard from Redman. Up until Mudface. Mudface was a decent effort. But this shit right here, three tracks. It's a banger. Slap the shit out ya. And Zugga. It's a banger. Samples. The um, track he did with Reddit, uh, with Method Man, I can't think of it off the top of my fucking head, but it has that classic sample in there. Slap the Shit Out Ya is a funny-ass song, and he put a video out for it as well. He just going around slapping the shit out of people. Love that song. That shit is funny as fuck. Redman, criminally underrated in my opinion. I love Redman. Dare is a Dark Side, Muddy Waters, goddamn Two classic albums right there. What the album is really great. Doc, uh, Doc's the name. Another great album from Redman. This dude is the shit. His new joint. Three joints are banging. I recommend you check them shits out. And then Raekwon. 
He dropped three new songs this past Friday as well. The EP's called The Appetition. We got Solid Gold, Chef It Up, and Shell's Kitchen. I like all three of these songs. I could see why somebody wouldn't like the first song. It's the single, at least according to Apple Music, has the star next to it. And that would indicate that it is a single. But the second two songs are definitely stronger out of the three. But I, like I said, I like all three songs on here. Raekwon, my favorite member from Wu-Tang. Cuban Links is a fucking classic. Cuban Links 2 is fucking dope as hell too. Great follow-up to the first one. But the appetition from Raekwon, this shit is dope. Again, I recommend people checking this shit out. Raekwon is that fucking dude, the chef, that cocaine, drug music. Love Raekwon. Dude is the motherfucking shit. And then we got a couple new uh, upcoming releases. I found this on Bull Moose website right here. ICP's The Tempest is coming out on vinyl February 14th. We've got no announcement from ICP, Psychopathic Records, per usual. Uh, They just seem to not like to promote their shit, which is weird to me. I'll never understand it. If you read Violent J's book, he talks about how they did nothing but crazy promotion back in the day. The promotional tactics is what he called it. Yet nowadays, they ain't really promoting shit, but we're getting the Tempest vinyl February 14th. I'm loving all these vinyl releases. I still want Forgotten Freshness 1 and 2 on vinyl. That shit should have been dropped already. Wizard of the Hood, I believe, is coming out on Record Store Day in April now. Shaggy 2 Dope released his Fuck Off EP. I'm trying to think of other vinyl releases that we could get from ICP. Um... Can't think of any off the top of my head, but Tempest, not one of my favorite albums from ICP, but I'm a collector, and the collector in me, it's only 25 bucks, ain't bad for a double vinyl, definitely copping it, doesn't say if it's a colored vinyl, anything like that, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like lightning bolts, you know, if it's a picture disc or something like that on the vinyl, or if it's a, you know, some kind of color. That's the theme that they run with pretty much all their vinyls they put out. But ICP's The Tempest, February 14th. And then we get a new vinyl from Twisted, a new 7-inch. I feel like it's been a while since they put a 7-inch on vinyl. They went pretty fucking hard with the 7-inches. The first few of them were pretty collectible. But then they just started pumping out too many. And they just... Haven't really become collectible. If you fucking follow the museum, people can't sell them shits to save their fucking life. I'm lucky I unloaded them a couple years ago while people were still looking for them. But I digress. Twisted is releasing a vinyl for Hungry Like the Wolf, the collab with Jamie Madrox and Jimmy Urine of Mindless Self-Indulgence. Probably my favorite Twisted song of 2019. And it kind of makes me want to get this vinyl. I don't really collect 7-inch unless it's a Record Store Day exclusive. I don't care what it is. If it's a Record Store Day exclusive and I'm a fan, I'm going to buy whatever it is, format, cassette, 7-inch comic book like Zarface does. But this shit right here got me kind of wanting to get it. 
I love this remake. Definitely better than the Duran Duran original. I'm not a fan of Duran Duran. Like I said before, when I talked about the song when it was initially released, but we got what appears to be some kind of splatter vinyl coming for Hungry Like the Wolf. And then we got New Twisted that dropped last week. I kind of touched on it a little bit last week with Chuck Reeves, but very little. Songs called F Feelings. Out of all the singles that they've released, right behind Hungry Like the Wolf, this is probably the best one. This shit is hard. I don't know who produced it. Maybe Young Wicked, because he is on the hook on this one as well. These Young Wicked and Twisted collabs are fucking nuts. So dope. So dope. This track right here is harder than a motherfucker. Fuck feelings. Love this track. They released it um, on Black Friday on CD, and they were giving it away for free if you spent a certain amount of money. So the song actually leaked before it hit digital media. Uh, but this shit is hard, man. Twisted is killing it with all these singles. I made my own little playlist on Apple Music with all the singles that they've released from Clock and W's up until uh, this F Feeling song. And I just have them in the order that they released them. And I hope they put it out on CD because I'll cop that shit. I would like a CD quality version of all these songs. Shit is super hard. I love this track. The beat's banging. Monoxide, Madrox, Kill It, Young Wicked on the hook. It ain't no singing shit like you would think from Young Wicked. But this shit is hard. Definitely recommend checking this track out. And then following the Twisted Singles, it looks like, you know, from the graphic that they're giving us on social media, we're getting one last single. Maybe they'll put it out on an EP, all these songs, later. But the next single dropping January 24th, Forget You, Twisted, Echo, and Young Wicked. Yet another Young Wicked collab. I don't know who Echo is. But Twisted, Echo, Young, Wicked, Forget You, January 24th. The artwork kind of following the same theme as F Feelings. I'm looking forward to it. I like how they're getting these underground dudes that I never heard of. They had Hiro the Hero on that other song. Now this dude Echo, or lady, girl, whatever. I don't fucking know who Echo is. But we'll find out January 24th. I'm looking forward to it. I hope they put these shits out on CD as an EP or something like that. Twisted's killing it. Looking like they're going to have a busy 2020. And if they're going to be pumping shit out like this, give us Venomous 5. We know new Young Wicked is coming. He's been teasing it on his social medias. Venomous 5 and Young Wicked have to drop this year. For me, we got... Zool EP last year, The Almighty the year before that. Twisted dropped their album last year. They're giving us a whole bunch of singles. They gave us fucking riders. Give us Venomous 5, Twisted, a la Zooli Lou, produced by fucking Badmind and anybody that does that boom bap kind of shit. Billy Obey, he's killing it on production too. He produced the last couple Zool tracks. But Magic Ninja looking like they're going to have a crazy-ass year for 2020. And New Young Wicked. Give us New Young Wicked. He's got some new shit coming. Produced by Scattered Brains, I believe the dude's name is. He's done shit for Jelly Roll. He's been teasing it. 
up on his social medias, on Instagram, on his IG stories. No actual previews of music, but just screenshots of studio sh- studio sessions. Shit looks dope. I hope it drops soon. I hope we get that Young Wicked mixtape this year too as well. Uh, but let's get into some more new music. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Mac Miller, he just dropped his new uh, album, Circles, this past Friday. And this is a great follow-up to Swimming. I bumped it only once so far. I'm on a huge No Limit Records kick right now. So I haven't really been listening to much, but I did check out, you know, I check out the singles, but I haven't really been checking out albums. I did make it a point to listen to this one. Like I said, great follow-up to Swimming. You know, Swimming in Circles is the theme. Uh, I know there's a vinyl dropping. I know CD hard copies are dropping in March, I believe. I saw the pre-orders up on Bull Moose. Definitely going to be copping the CD. Um to complete the collection, the Mac Miller collection. Um, stylistically, the way this dude has grown, you know, the way he grew as an artist was so dope. You know, no hate, but he was kind of corny with the, the Blue Slide Park and the shit before that. You could tell that he rapped, but it just, it wasn't for me. And then when he put out watching movies with the sound off, that shit was hard. That made me a fan. And then Good AM, um, The Feminine, fuck, I can't remember the name of the album. But every album after watching movies with the sound off, from that album on, I've been a fan. Dude is dope. Self-produces a lot of his own shit. And I'm recording this January 19th on Sunday. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday to Mac Miller. Rest in peace. Check out the album Circles if you ain't check it out. Like I said, great follow-up to Swimming. Kind of completes the thing that he was going for while he was making those albums. And I believe that will be his last album from what I understand. I know he recorded an album with Schoolboy Q. And I'm still waiting for that. I want that Mac Miller Schoolboy Q. They recorded that shit like, what, six, seven years ago? When he did watching movies, I want that Schoolboy Q Mac Miller album. That shit would be dope. There's the cover once again for Circles by Mac Miller. And then we got the official cover art for Isham, his new album, She Loves Me, and the other album, She Loves Me Not. She Loves Me dropping February 2nd, 2020. And She Loves Me Not dropping February 20th, 2020. We got a track list for this as well. I'm pulling it up right now. The only feature I see on this album is a feature from Daniel Jordan. No ICP, nothing like that. No supervillains, collabs, anything like that from what it appears anyway. I don't even know where this track list came from. Um, I see Fago Fago Lovers posted it. I went to Isham's social medias, didn't find it, but we got the official cover art for She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not overly excited for these albums. 
to come out, but I'm not going to be as dismissive of these albums as I have been, you know, from Esham the last bunch of years. That song that he did with Supervillains, Ricochet, was hard as fuck. He went hard on that. The Psychopathic Cypher that he was on last year, that shit was hard as hell too. There was a couple singles that he released last year that actually didn't sound bad. So I kind of have a little bit of hope, a little bit of hope <laughs> for this Esham double album. He hasn't done a double album kind of project since Judgment Day. Even though a lot of his new albums got like 30 songs on them. But like I said, I got a little bit of hope for these albums. I'll be checking them out when they drop. She Loves Me dropping February 2nd. And She Loves Me Not dropping February 20th. If Esham's been doing... If Esham's doing what he's been doing on features... um, With ICP, Supervillains, and shit like that... We could be in for a treat here. You know? Just gonna have to wait and see. And then keeping it in Detroit. The Esham influenced Eminem dropped a surprise album. Music to be murdered by this past Friday. Anytime Eminem drops, it's a huge deal. People go nuts. And his last two albums now have been surprises. Kamikaze was a surprise. And now this. And I'm not going to front. I got about eight songs into this. I got up to Darkness. And then I listened to I Will. Featuring Joel Ortiz, Royce to 5'9", and King Crooked. Let me tell you right now that I Will song with Crooked, Royce, and Joel is hard as fuck. Love that song. Um, Other than that, you know, I listened to the first eight songs on here. I don't know. I don't know. I liked Kamikaze. From the sounds of it, I like Kamikaze better than this. I'm going to have to go back to it, but I've been saying Eminem's been corny. You know, I didn't really take in the content of what he's talking about on here. But like I said, anytime M drops an album, it's a big fucking deal. And we got a brand new album, Music to be Murdered by. When I saw the album title and the cover, which you see right there, you think, all right, maybe we're in for some Slim Shady shit. He got a hatchet on the side of his head, holding a gun to the other side of his head. You think this shit's going to be hard. It's not. So judging the book on its cover, you're going to get a completely different product when listening to it. I'm going to have to revisit it at some point. Not in a rush to do it. I might not even ever listen to it again, but like I said, that I Will track with Joel, Crooked Eye, and Royce to 5'9 is hard as fuck. And speaking of Royce to 5'9, god damn it, Royce. This motherfucker is a monster. Monster. He dropped a brand new track with West Side Gun off his new album, The Allegory. Still haven't got a release date for it yet. But this shit right here is dope. Uh, I saw an interview with Royce to 5'9". He was explaining how this track came about. West Side Gun was in Detroit. Buying some fucking designer shades or something. They were in the studio. He had this two bar um, sample that he was looping. 
Westside said, loop it, started rapping over it, got his feature, and then Royster59 laid his shit down after, but Overcomer is a dope-ass track. Uh, One nitpick of this song is I'm getting kind of tired of the no drums on beats. I know Westside Gun loves to do that, loves rapping on shit with no drums, especially on his solo projects, but this is actually a pretty dope track right here, and we got Royster59 name-dropping, calling out Yellow Wolf. He said, um, this would be your first and last warning, some shit like that, you know. If you listen to the Joe Budden podcast, he actually called out, he didn't call out, but Joe Budden was asking him about why he called out this name and whatnot. And he was saying that people need to be held accountable for their actions, specifically white people in hip hop need to be held for accountable for their actions. Apparently, Yellow Wolf did some racist shit behind the scenes. Royster 59 doesn't explain what happened, but if you listen to that interview on the Joe Budden podcast, that's what he's talking about. Some kind of racist shit behind the scenes with Yellow Wolf, which is disappointing. I fuck with Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf was on the last Prime album, too. He was on Prime, too, which I was surprised to see that feature on that album, to be honest. And now we got Royster 59 calling him out. In my opinion, Yellow Wolf doesn't want nothing to do with Royster 59. Y'all know Royce is my favorite rapper. I love the direction that he's going in. I love how he's talking about, you know, the black culture, standing up for what the fuck he believes in. I agree with a lot of shit he's saying. So, Royster 59 is that dude. Yellow Wolf does not want no part of Royster 59. Wants no part. Although he did take the social media, and I'm going to bring it up on my phone so I can read it because I can't read it off the screen right here. But Yellow Wolf said, uh, but numbers do lie, don't they, Royce? Yo, Eminem, get your hype man before the wolves do. I ain't worried. Son, Yellow Wolf, sit the fuck down, all right? Go drink some of your whiskey, whatever the fuck. Just go sit the fuck down, chill the fuck out, because you want no parts to do with Royce to 5'9". You want no parts to do with Royce. Royce will fucking, Royce will win this battle hand over fist every single time, 10 times out of 10. And like I said, I'm a fan of Yellow Wolf, but it's disappointing to hear him possibly have done some shady shit behind the scenes. I like Royce calling out the bullshit, sticking up for what he believes in. And this track right here, Overcomer, hard as fuck. Definitely looking forward to the allegory. Hopefully we get a release date for it soon. Book of Ryan was a great album. Layers, great album. Shit, all his albums are really good. But Overcomer with West Side Gun, the shit is harder than a motherfucker. I love that shit. And then we got the last thing I want to talk about. Ouija Mac. Is he on Psychopathic? Is he on Psychopathic? This dude, Ouija Mac, just dropped a brand new video 
off his uh, last mixtape that he put out, The Resistance Walked to Wasteland for Infinite or Infinite. I don't know how you pronounce it, but he dropped it. Jay Schultz, he done shit for Ouija Mac all the time. He's done shit for Twisted. I don't know if he's ever done anything for ICP, but another great quality video from Ouija Mac off Resistance to Walk to Wasteland. Ouija Mac, this dude, I don't think he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. This dude stays busy. Stays busy. He dropped Trash Fire not too long after that, Gutter Water. Uh, later, was it later that year after Gutter Water, he dropped Water Damage. Last year, he dropped Resistance to Walk, uh, the Walk to Wasteland. And now he's teasing on all social medias that Wasteland is coming soon. Not only that, ICP took part of the promotion of his new video for Infinite, Infinite, whatever you want to call it. But he's saying, uh, ICP's account is saying, Wasteland is promised to garner not just Juggalo history, but music history. The proof is in the final video from the mind-bending Resistance Walk to Wasteland. So this is the final video that we're getting from Resistance Walk to Wasteland. And then they say, uh, and with the super bass, we can constantly hear rattling in the Lotus Pod. In the Lotus Pod. It appears Wasteland is much closer than we thought. Do I smell a release date? All right. I saw this post and I'm like, okay. ICP's actually promoted the last couple releases from Ouija Mac. They haven't promoted shit from ABK. They never promoted tampon juice from what I saw or what I remember. They never promoted lights um, broke but still shining, which I wanted to talk about. He released the graphic for it this week. Sidebar real quick. He did release the cover art for Broke But Still Shining. I'm just remembering it now, but I'll mention it right here on the show. Probably talk about it next week. They never promoted anything from Light outside of the EP that he put out, but they be promoting Ouija Mac. I saw this post. One, I was glad to hear that he's recording in the Lotus Pod. I'm pretty sure the last couple projects, Water Damage, Resistance, Walk to Wasteland, were not recorded in the Lotus Pod because sound quality was kind of poor on a bunch of the songs. So relieved to see that. You know, chances are he's got straight jacket engineering his shit. So it's probably going to sound like Gutterwater did, which sounded fucking amazing. That shit hit hard. Sounded nice, crisp, and clean. And I'm thinking ICP ICP's promoting his shit on their page, talking about a release date. He's in the Lotus Pod. I asked Ouija on Twitter. I said, will Wasteland be dropping on Psychopathic? He didn't answer, but he liked the re- he liked the question. He liked the tweet. Does that really mean shit? No. But I've asked him shit before. Never got a response. I'll take this as a fucking yes. Is Ouija Mac on Psychopathic? And why is he on Psychopathic? This dude stays busy on Psychopath. You know, Putting new shit out. Like I said, since Gutter Water, he dropped Water Damage. And then the Secret EP, Two Water Damage. And then he dropped Resistance Walk to Wasteland. Not to count the fuck-off single that he did. He went on tour with ICP. 
He was on tour with Shaggy Two Dope on the Shaggy Two Dope solo tour, I believe. Um, or he was going to go on the UK tour with ICP, but that got canceled. The reason why I think Ouija Mac is still on Psychopathic Records is because he fucking forced it to be that way. Unlike Light, unlike ABK, unlike Big Hoodoo, this dude stays busy, stays grinding, putting shit out there. Albums, a shitload of music videos, none of which Psychopathic probably paid for. This dude probably came out of pocket himself to do it. You know, he put out, he repressed Trash Fire, Water Damage, and Resistance Walk to Wasteland. This dude is grinding. I think Psychopathic sees it. ICP sees it, whoever. And they're going to be putting out Wasteland on Psychopathic Records. If you ask me, this dude is the only dude on Psychopathic besides ICP. We don't see promotion for Big Hoodoo. Big Hoodoo don't ever fucking drop anything. ABK was supposed to drop three albums in 2019. We got one, and it wasn't that good. ICP didn't promote it. Light was supposed to have dropped a pre-order in December, I believe, or November for Broke But Still Shining. Never gave it to us, and we just got the cover art for it. Still no pre-order for it. He hasn't put out any new music. Ouija Mac has forced himself into, into a situation where Psychopathic has to put out his shit. And that, to me, is what ICP wanted to see. ICP, in the last couple interviews that they did, you know, that big one they did with Fago Lovers a few years back, they talked about, you know, we'll sign these acts, we'll put them on, but then they have to do it, they have to do the rest themselves. Once we give them the exposure, the rest is on them. The only one to really take that weight and really grind hard is Ouija Mac. I think he took that shit literal. He wants to stay on Psychopathic, put out his next project on Psychopathic. You know, not to say, you know, not to count out ABK either. He did do that tour with Blaze. He did put out an album. So ABK is starting to get into a groove. But for a while there, people weren't hearing of him. Psychopathic's not promoting them, so the eye is not on them. I'm hyped. I want Wasteland from Ouija Mac, especially if it's being produced and recorded in the Lotus Pod. We're going to get good sound quality, dopes. You know, I'm sure Devereaux Productions going to be on there. That shit's going to be slapping like a motherfucker. I want to say give us new Ouija Mac, but this dude gives us new Ouija Mac all the fucking time. We always get new Ouija Mac. Check out the new video. The shit is dope as hell if you ain't checked it out yet. That shit is hard. And that's going to wrap it up for me this week. Episode 66 of the Beneath the Dirt podcast. And before we bounce out of here, I want to talk about... uh, episode with chuck reeves episode 65 that dropped last week check that shit out bizarre bizarre review next sat this saturday 6 p.m eastern on the speaking cloud podcast and until next time i'm out peace